You are listening to Inspired Caring, episode number 91. Hello, welcome to Inspired Caring. I'm your host, Michelle Magner. If you are caring for an older family member, this is the podcast for you. Each week, I bring insight, tips, inspiration, and strategies to help you care for the people that you love without losing yourself along the way. Having cared for both of my grandmothers, I've helped manage everything from hospital stays, households full of belongings, to navigating senior living and end-of-life care. And I've worked in senior living as a result of that experience, serving my residents and their families as they've been on this journey too. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Inspired Caring. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Ellie, for being here today. You look amazing. Thank you, Michelle. Likewise, not surprising. So if someone is listening to this through their podcast player, you'll have to go out on YouTube and see uh, how stunning Ellie Steinbrink is with Style Decoded. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me on, Michelle. I think this is going to be a really fun and maybe a different topic than you guys have really covered on the podcast before, but as you're going to find out soon why it's, I feel it's so important. Well, I agree with you. We met at a network meeting here in Omaha, Nebraska. And as I was thinking through what you offer your clients, it really hit me how important this is for those of us who are on this caregiver journey, because so often we put our own selves on the back burner to take care of other people. And we start to lose our our own identity and lose touch with ourselves. And I do think that what we put on from the moment we wake up in the morning ties in with all of that. So let's just start with you telling us a little bit about your business and what it is that you do. Yeah, well, <clears throat> that was a great, excuse me, that was a great intro. And I think you're right. If I can just speak to what you said there, that and I would say it's true, not just of caregivers, although I do understand that that is a special time in someone's life where you're being called and your time and energy is being demanded of. But what I've observed in working with women is that it's actually very common, whether you're a caregiver or not, for us mm -hmm. over time to just sort of lose sight of ourselves, pour into others, pour into our other responsibilities. And, you know, we end up at the bottom of our to-do list, which is just, is just part of it. But in the, in, in that happening, there is that point in your life where you say, well, what is it that I care about? What do I love? What is it that I want for myself? So that was a fantastic intro. My name is Ellie Steinbrick, as Michelle already introduced uh, me as. My company is Style Decoded. I started it almost three years ago in the middle of the pandemic. Um, but styling has not always been my life. It has not always been my career. When I first started out in, you know, out of college, I wanted to be in marketing. I joined an advertising agency. I was in client service. Um, I poured myself into helping companies develop their brand. 
develop their communications, develop their content and spent about 20 years of my life doing that. And along the way, you know, I had, you know, my colleagues, friends and family that I knew would always say, you just, you look so pulled together all the time. Can't you just come and come over to my closet and, you know, help me out or let's, you know, take me shopping someday. And I kept thinking, well, wouldn't that be a dream? That doesn't even seem like reality that Mm -hmm. that is something I could actually do. And as the years went on, this idea of styling as a life, as a business kept just tugging at me. And so when the pandemic hit, I had been working with a company, a very small family run business at the time. And their particular line of business was hit very hard with the pandemic. And I was let go. And at this time, I'd already started to do some styling on the side because that little nagging had never quit on me. And that was my sign. That was my sign from the universe that I needed to align these worlds, you know, my passion of wanting to style women and, you know, my passion of creating brands, you know, and put those two together. So what it has evolved into is helping women, you know, busy working professionals identify their style, their identity, how they want to show up in the world. I like to say aligning their insides with their outsides Ooh, and to make so it a whole, good. yes, I know. Cause I, to me, style is so much more than the run The you know, when we think of style, sometimes you see these images of runway fashion, mm-hmm. you know, women who, who don't look like they're real. And that's not what it's about to me. To me, it is much more about bringing your insides to the outsides, a full expression of who you are and getting rid of all the other shoulds that I should be looking like this. I should show up in this way. My coworkers look like this. So I need to show up in that way. So in, as you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, at this point in our lives, women in their forties and their fifties, they have so many things going on that even if they do desire to have this for themselves, it can be very difficult to do it because their time, their energy is just being pulled in so many different directions. Right. So I like to offer this up to women as sort of a gift to themselves because it is not just about the clothes. It is about showing up in a way that feels like you showing up in a way that gives you energy Mm -hmm. throughout the day, which we'll talk about that. I'm sure. Um, But in a nutshell, that's who I am. So almost three years running, loving what I do. I work one-to-one. I work virtually, which I know to some may sound crazy, but it works wonderfully. And, um, you know, it's not just style. It kind of feels like therapy sessions sometimes because in the process of figuring out your style, you kind of have to re-engage with who you are and what you want. Yes. What really comes up quickly for me are two things. One is I feel like I'm caught between a really polished executive and my inner hippie from growing up in the San Francisco Bay areas in the eighties. And so I spent a lot of my bandwidth as I've been starting and growing my company in this headspace about my brand and how am I presenting myself? And when Mm -hmm. I'm working on mindfulness work, am I 
polished or is my hair, you know, frizzed out. So I'm just thinking of how <laughs> much energy I could have saved if I would have engaged with you sooner. <laughs> yes. Well, there's actually, there's a, a way I start off with all my clients and I like to call it setting your style foundation. And so part of that setting the style foundation is doing a little bit of dreaming, visioning, you know, Michelle, who would you want to, who do you want the world to know who you are? What is that version of yourself you've always wanted to step into? We go through a number of exercises to define your three style words. But the reality is, is that we can dream and vision all day long. But when it comes to putting those things into action, putting a style that you love for yourself into action, mm -hmm. what can happen is things get in the way. Things like shoulds, expectations set by yourself or others or, or the culture, um, rules that we've put on ourselves or other people have put on ourselves about how we should show up. I mean, just think about the image of a professional woman. Think of a stock image right. and what is she wearing? Right. Um, you know, we all can see that in our mind right now that may or may not align with you. So that is probably the most transformative part of when we, when I work with a client is yes, let's have fun and talk about what you want your style to be, but let's really figure out on a day-to-day -day basis, what's not allowing you to step into that version of yourself. Uh, did someone on the playground when you were a child tease you about how you looked mm -hmm. or your body? Um, did you go into a workplace and decided that because everyone around you is dressed in a certain way that you'd better show up that way too, if you want to be successful, um, or you look just around and if you're running your own business, like you are Michelle, if you look around and you think, well, all of my other colleagues are dressing this way. So maybe I should too. Mm -hmm. I actually have a really fantastic story of one of my clients. She's a educational neuroscientist. And she, she actually taught me a lot of things that you guys will hear probably today. I'm going to speak to today about how, what we wear impacts the rest of our day and how we go about our day, our interpersonal connections. But her story is one in which that she ran her own business. She would speak, she would run webinars, she would teach about educational neuro, um, teaching people about neuroscience and how powerful our brains are. Wow. And she is one. Yeah, she's a great one to follow too. Stacy Danford is her name. We can put it in the show notes. Um, but she is one that has a really fun, colorful, full of pattern style, pattern mixing. If you kind of can envision this just all out style. Okay. Mm -hmm. And one day she had been, um, she had been working with this company, wanted to, so we're going to come and speak to this company, their organization about, you know, what she knows with brain and power of gratitude and everything. And uh, they were act actually at the near end of their contract negotiations. They were almost ready to finish this out and get her on stage with their organization. And in their conversations, the woman who she was on the phone with said, you know, Stacy, I, you know, everything's looking good. I just want to say, I've been looking around your website and seeing all your images. And I was just wondering if you might just show up on the day that you're scheduled to speak in something more business-like, more appropriate. Ooh. <sighs> and oh. as you can imagine, as a woman, now the thing I'll say about Stacy, she is by no means inappropriate in what she wears. Sure. Not by any means. So to hear someone say this to you and 
have it be a factor in your business surely took her aback. I know it took her aback. Mm-hmm. And here she was, you know, struggling with, okay, I'm presented with this challenge now. I'm running my own business. It's important that I have speaking engagements. I need to make money. I need to grow my business. So that's on the one hand, one voice. The other voice is, I cannot imagine myself stepping on the stage wearing whatever they have in mind as appropriate business wear. Right. And, um, you know, and the, she had a big decision to make. What do I do? I, if, if I go and um, accept this seeking engagement, I show up in something, I'll probably have to go buy something that they would feel is appropriate. I might be a little bit off my game because I, I don't, I don't feel comfortable wearing that, but everyone else feels like that's what I should be wearing. But on the other hand, if she declines it, perhaps she gets a bad reputation for her business, difficult to work with, you know, whatever those might be. And it might be a hit to her business. What if, what if word gets around and then I don't get any other speaking engagements? But I was so impressed with what she chose to do, which was to decline the speaking engagement Wow! because she knew, yes. Wow. Can you imagine yourself wow. doing this? She knew that stepping onto that stage as someone that she wasn't was going to affect everything about her delivery, about mm-hmm. who she is when she, as a business owner, you know, this is who I am. And actually what she has learned since is When she goes to conferences and there are other neurosciences there, she's not like the others. And it's sort of refreshing. You know, when you think of, let's, let's generalize here, but when you think of a neuroscientist, you probably aren't thinking bubbly, bright pink pattern, you know, out there fashion. Um, You're probably thinking bow tie, uh, an appropriate (laughs) suit, you know? So in some ways, this all was a part of her brand. It was not only just who she was on the inside but people were actually attracted to her. And guess what? Instead of this being a big failure for her business, it ended up that there were several business engagements, speaking engagements that came right after she declined. So I love telling this story because one, I think it takes some courage to step up and say, I know I might not be fitting the standard by Mm -hmm. showing up in the way that feels like me, but when we can show up as ourselves, it, it really does, you know, it improves our own situation because we feel more aligned. We can ourselves come out. People get to see, um, that energy is there that wouldn't be there if we're trying to pretend or wear a costume. So I, you know, I, I love, I love helping women really tap into that for themselves because It is courageous, but it also is a whole heck of a lot of fun just to say, okay, take it or leave it. This is who I am. Right. You know, and there is something special in that to be celebrated. Well, and I definitely think that's a gift of aging is you are much more inclined to lean into doing what's best for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Not you're a little bit yeah. less worried about what other people think. I, <laughs> I think having the I think it's a, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of what that could look like for you is really important. And there was something when you were talking about um, the image that comes to mind when you think of a business owner, I think about actually also two, well, two things. Well, okay. So let me back up. The other thing that came to mind initially when we were uh, started the conversation was the items 
that I have in my closet holding on to things that maybe don't fit me anymore or not aligned with how I'm Mm -hmm. thinking or feeling about myself right now, which sort of ties into body image and how we're showing up and the neuroplasticity. So let's kind of run with this and see. Yes. Because I think so many people that are in this specific role of helping aging family members, and maybe they have kids at home too, we do mm-hmm. start to grab maybe whatever is easiest or most convenient, and maybe we don't feel our best in it. So mm-hmm. weaving through what we have in our closet and how, what those items are, are important for us as yeah. we're getting dressed in the morning. Yeah. Oh, you know, after I work through my clients and we talk about what do you want your style to be and what are the things that are getting in the way of owning that style, we also talk about body type and we learn about their best colors because these three things, when you can dial in these three things, your personal style, understanding your body type, and then understanding your best colors, it's sort of like your style toolkit. You're mm. so much better armed to walk in your closet and say, what are the things in here that I really want to continue to hang on to? And what are the things that I'm ready to release just because they don't line up with what I might love for myself. And I'm ready to embrace that. They may not be a great fit, make me feel good about the body that I do have right now. Not the body I'm wishing I'm going to have, but the body I have right now. Um, And also colors that not only, you know, I know people will say, well, I wear this color because I get lots of compliments wearing it, but it's also color has some really powerful effects. Um, I talk a lot about, and I'll share, I think there's a a blog I shared that will be in show notes about finding your power color and determining what that is for you. And I'm telling you, I lean into that to change my mood. I have colors that make me feel very energetic. Um, I have colors that make me feel calm. I have colors that make me feel confident and powerful. And I rely on those things. But Those three things armor a woman to go into their closet with much more confidence and clarity to say, okay, I'm ready. I've done this work now. I'm ready to take the next step and be brave and go into my closet. Now, that is probably the hardest step outside of, you know, working through some of those barriers we have related to our style and how we want to show up. Mm-hmm. Removing things from our closet is probably one of the most difficult things that a woman will go to because closets aren't like cleaning out other spaces in your house. They are emotional. There are things in there that are tied to maybe past versions of Mm ourselves, maybe a different size we were, or just a different time in our life. Maybe if you're a mom now, you weren't a mom then. If you're a caregiver now, you weren't, there's just different identities wrapped up in the things we keep in our closet. There's gifts that someone important to us may have given to us. There's purchases we've made that maybe there's still tags on it and we're feeling guilty. Mm. These are all things that are common as I'm working with women. And I hear about, you know, I shouldn't let this go because, um, and actually Michelle, I want to share with your listeners, um, a, a guide that I created. It's, it's a detox guide. And what I've created in this guide is a list of, I think it's 20 or so questions. That I like to, I, when I do my own detoxes in my closet, um, and when I share with my clients that it'll keep them, 
you know, just help them be a little bit more judicious as they're going through their closet. Things like, am I hanging on to this um, because I feel guilty? Um, if I were in a store right now looking at this exact item, would I buy it again? Mm. Um, does it actually fit me right now? Which I know is a very simple question, but um, we do tend to hold on to things in the hopes that we might fit into them at a later point down the road. And I'm a huge advocate of having clothes in front of you right now that fit you and that you can walk out the door in and you feel good in. Um, which is why I go through the body typing too, because I, you know, I believe that anybody, no matter what shape or size can look amazing. If we get you in the right mm -hmm. proportions, the right shapes. Um, so helping women to just really learn to love what they have now, instead of always being in the suspended state of when I get there, then I can look good. When I get right. there, then I can feel good. Um, but yes, the detox guide is something any of you can download. It also includes tips for how to um, organize things as you go. So if you're a person who's like, I don't know where these things should go, there should be piles for donation, piles for tailoring, tiles, piles for just trash it. Um, and then tips for getting um, motivated to get started because I know it can feel like an overwhelming task. But that is something I'd like to give to you guys uh, in the hopes that it would help you go in there and, and be courageous, you know, with what you, what, what you want to keep in your space and what you don't, um, you so cleaning much. your closet is, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, cleaning your closet is not just the benefit of clearing out a space because I'm one that clear space equals clear mind, but the emotional piece of it, getting those things out is really where I think that weight gets lifted. Mm -hmm. Um, for a woman when they, when they're brave enough to go in and tackle it. Well, and based on being a middle-aged woman, you know, just entered my fifties, but speaking yeah. with women who are in their forties and fifties and beyond time and energy are our two hottest commodities. And I just envision having an organized closet of things that you actually like to mm. put on that fit you now yeah. that look good on you now. Yeah. yeah. What a time saver that could be. And yeah. I'm just thinking about the emotional labor it takes every morning to get up and sift through things to find that one thing that you, you know, just decide to throw you on. You feel good in. Yeah. Yeah. Let's actually talk about that. Cause I, there's, there's real brain science behind this simple act of getting dressed. And I'm not sure, you know, again, because when I said at the beginning, a lot of times when we think of style, we tend to think it's, it's frivolous. Um, we have the images of like the runway and it's maybe a waste of money and maybe a bit selfish to think about your clothes, but I wanna paint a different picture for you. And that is, there is a lot of research done and there's brain studies that show that what we choose to put on in the morning can have a huge impact on the rest of our day. So let me just paint two different pictures for you. One would be, we wake up, we walk into our closet to get dressed and we just pull whatever happens to be clean. Mm -hmm. You know, Maybe it's at the top of our pile, because as you mentioned, I mean, even for me as a stylist, I don't have much more than a few minutes to get dressed in the morning. I have kids as well. Mornings are a hustle and a bustle. And mm -hmm. there's not a lot of thinking that just goes on. It's, it's an autopilot situation. So if I'm not careful, I might walk in and just grab whatever I see or whatever 
feels comfortable to me. Um, what I always do. Okay. And let's say what you grab just isn't making you feel the greatest. I mean, it sort of, it fits the bill for the day, or maybe you look covers what your needs to be covered. This, yeah. Whatever <laughs> needs to be covered. It, it fits and not what I love, but it fits, you know, and there's lots of things in here that don't fit, but you walk out and you're just kind of, you know, you might feel, I like to say lumpy, dumpy and frumpy. You might mm -hmm. feel just a little bit like it's fine, but you know, it's not really adding much to my day. And in that case, what I find happens is that that trickle effect, that one decision, you had a feeling. Okay. So what brain science tells us is that when we have a feeling, our brain activates, and this is any feeling across the gamut. You know, we have a feeling, our brain activates, and chemicals are flooded throughout our entire body. Okay. So when we have, let's just generalize this, when we have a good feeling, mm -hmm. our brain activates and good chemicals are flooded throughout our body. When we have a bad feeling, our brain activates and you guessed it, bad chemicals th flow throughout our body. Okay. So again, very simplistic, but this is, you know, from my educational neuroscientist client, what I've learned. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking of this scenario, walking into your closet and you're like, there's not that many options in here. We're just pulling what's good enough today. That single act invoked a feeling in you. Wow. And yeah. that has been shown to impact your attitude, your behavior, your interpersonal act, interactions. I like to say, you know, like think about maybe you're a little bit crabby with the people around you, a little short with them. Like if you're feeling off your game or in a business setting, maybe you're not reaching out to a new business contact or a colleague to let's meet up for lunch. You know, that kind of stuff isn't happening when you're not feeling on your game. Mm -hmm. um, it's been shown to impact your productivity, um, which was a game changer for me, by the way, during the pandemic, when I was working from home, I still do work from home. So that's a game changer for me. But if you flip the situation around and you, you wake up and you go into your closet and you have the best outfit to put on. Maybe it's just a color that energizes you mm -hmm. or that, you know, makes your eyes light up in a great way or something, you know, it just lights you up or it's a shape that feels good to you or the material feels really nice. You know, it just, you feel most yourself when that kind of a situation is happening. There's a lot more energy there. You're, you're feeling on your game. You might feel like you're sort of floating through air throughout your day. You're you know, wanting to meet up with people, you're turning your Zoom camera on, you're reaching out to friends for coffee, let's go do lunch, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, and your productivity, you're checking things off of your list. So this isn't, this isn't happening by accident. It's actually happening because of that feeling you had in your closet that morning when you put your clothes on. So this is why I feel it's so important, especially for women at at this age, when they have so many competing priorities, Ooh, they don't have the energy to the, or the time or thing to think about it. The, the style is going to go to the bottom of the checklist. I guarantee it. Because why is it that important? And I want to help women put it back to the top of the priority list because I've seen it have these trickle effects. Um, you know, and it's everything from the days when you need to stand up and do something really big, like have a difficult conversation or do something in your business or your workplace that feels very important all the way down just to the days when you're sitting in your house all by yourself. 
Um, and for me, I'd rather choose, you know, leaning into things that make me feel good, knowing it has those trickle effects. I like to say it's, it creates, it's such an impact. You leave such an impact just based on that one single decision you're making. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting. This idea of, of how just something you put on can actually shift and shape the day. Which is so important because I feel like so many people, especially if they get that afternoon slump, but if you're still in, um, you know, your sassy pants or some like a nice pump or have your hair done a certain yeah. way. Yeah. It seems like that energy is more sustainable throughout the day. Yeah. And I, I think the thing to point out too, is that it may be a pair of heels for one woman. It may be a bright red lip for another. It mm. may be a, a luxury pair of, you know, cashmere sweatpants for another it's all goes back to then what makes you tick. Like yeah. the story I tell is when I was, when the pandemic first hit and we were all forced to go home, uh, you know, I kind I think I did what everyone else did. I, you know, we were in our comfy sweatpants. We were sitting on the couches. We were potentially like kids for me, it was kids flying all around and tons of distractions. And while I know there was many reasons to feel icky during that time, outside of just what you were choosing to put on, that was most definitely a factor for me. You know, my norm had been, I get dressed and I go to the office and that gives me a certain feeling like I'm sort of putting armor on, you know, right? I'm ready for my day. And yeah. when I come home, then I change into my comfies and then I know it signals to my body, it's relaxation time. Well, what I figured out during that pandemic time is that putting something on for the day instead of just staying in my pajamas or staying in my comfies was actually a trigger for my brain to get productive. It was a trigger. It was an energy booster that I didn't even realize was happening on a daily basis because we had never been in this situation. I mean, I had stayed home for snow days and such, but um, it wasn't until then that I realized, oh gosh, there is something to this getting dressed. It, it actually puts me in a different frame of mind. And so it was a week, a couple of weeks into the pandemic. And I was like, I'm just going to give this a try. I'm going to put clothes on. I'm going to feel like me. Mm -hmm. And, and in tandem with that, I got into a space where there was actually, I was sitting upright at a desk, you know, in a quiet space that also helped it all, all those things are triggering to your brain. Hey, it's time to go. It's right. time to get focused. It's time to, you know, get into your groove. And it was amazing how things changed for me. So yeah, I do think there's power in it that we we don't put enough weight into, right? Well, and I really, really appreciate that you are offering this idea of just try it. Like this doesn't, like, let's not get completely overwhelmed with we all need closet makeovers no. and doing extreme things. You know, yeah. going through the guide that you've offered people is a great first step thinking through your body image, what feels authentic is a great first step, but then also just in general, just see how you feel after yes. one, three, five days of just trying to yeah. do something different or layer it different. Yeah. So really interesting. And you know, that's, that's a great point, Michelle, because I think the very first thing you could do today, you could do it today. You could do it tomorrow. The rest of this week, it would not take very much time or effort is just notice 
how what you wear is connected to the rest of your day. And tomorrow you could go about whatever you would normally do, but just notice. And then you can start to see, does it, do I notice a change when I wear certain colors? Do I notice a change when I actually get dressed versus just going out in my sweats or whatever that may be? Right. Um, just notice. And of course, if you want to take it another step further, um, I'll share also, I created a body type blog. You can read more about body types and getting into clothes that suit you just as you are now, as opposed to feel like you need to change in order to achieve feeling good. So, but I think just start to notice when you wear certain things, does it change your day? Does it make you feel different? Um, and I think you might notice it does. It's like a mindfulness practice. It is totally a mindfulness it's totally practice. Totally a mindfulness. <laughs> totally. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's just, and I guess what I should say along with this is um, it can be really easy for us to get down on ourselves about our bodies, just the natural shape we have, or maybe, you know, during the pandemic, I heard from women, you know, they gained or they lost weight or just, they were off their game. And um, I think it can be easy for us to just say, well, it needs to be fixed. And then when I get there, I'll feel good. Um, but one thing I have been coaching my clients to do, and I talk about this on social too. So if you guys want to just start following me or, I mean, I do Absolutely. share a lot of this stuff. I talk a lot about not just, I don't really talk so much about style trends. I talk more about just channeling this using style to make you feel better. But, um, one thing I love is, you know, when that inner critic starts to that mean girl talk, whatever you want to call it, that internal dialogue starts happening. What I've tried to do to counteract that is write down five things that you do love about your body as is. It might be as simple as your smile or, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe you really love the color of your eyes or your collarbones or your calves. It could be anything. Write down five things. And repeat those five things to yourself at least daily or anytime that that mean girl critic, that inner critic starts to get loud. And the reason I suggest doing this is because what I learned from my great friend, education, educational neuroscientist, is that I like to describe it as, you know, digging tunnels in your brain. So whatever thoughts you're repeating to yourself, you know, a neuroscientist might call it creating new neural pathways, mm -hmm. but I like this imagery of digging a trench. So when I wake up and my mind starts going, you know, maybe I'm in my closet or I'm standing in front of the mirror after a shower and I'm just, all, all the thoughts are going, those negative thoughts are digging trenches deeper and deep and deep and deep to the point where those thoughts just become very automatic. Mm -hmm. There are what we automatically go to when we're not thinking much about it. So the goal is that we want to create new trenches that are more helpful and positive for ourselves. And so the great thing about the brain is that it can shift based on what you repeat. So if you start digging a trench, you know, today, tomorrow, if you, if you write down these five things mm -hmm. and you keep going with it, you're building that trench. And every day you do it, and every time you have one of those negative thoughts, you're building that trench even bigger to the point where maybe your negative trench is not as deep. And it's this other one, this self-affirming, I am great just how I am. 
you're digging that trench even deeper. So I grew up in on a farm and so I, I uh, was always riding on gravel roads and it makes me think of that too. Whenever you would try to get off of the, the you know, if they hadn't graded the dirt road in a while, um, mm -hmm. once, if you tried to get off of that path, it would just kind of snap you right back into it. It's kind of the similar thing. If yes. you're not thinking much about it, you're just going to snap right back into those negative thoughts or you're going to snap into those more positive thoughts. And so just some, some tip that maybe you guys could try out today. I had a friend actually who challenged me to write 50 things that I loved about myself. And for those of you who are challenge seekers, that it is challenging. And, and it may be more or less challenging for you, but I find that to sit down and be intentional with writing things that you love about yourself is, is difficult, but it's a good exercise. Oh, that is so brilliant. And it's so powerful <laughs> because it's something that people can do right away today, right yeah. now. I held, I held a retreat this weekend and the ladies and I were talking about the morning inspections. Like when you get up in the oh. morning and you go to the mirror and you're like poking around yes. looking for things that have grown overnight. And <laughs> the gray hairs. But the gray hairs and things like that, where what if, what if instead we had that sticky note of five things that we just love about ourselves. And so instead yeah. of doing all of these inspections in the morning. I love that focusing on that sticky note to create that new neural pathway. I love that. How powerful. And just in case anyone's feeling frustrated when they start their 50, their 50 things, it took me a really long time. So and it's, it's not I a mean, one and done list. A few weeks. <laughs> um, but, you know, and the beauty in is it in it is that it really does require you to focus on the good. Um, I love that introspection. That's a great tip. Well, and I was really grateful because I feel like that's something that happens, I think, from a very young age as a girl, oh. where you start this compare and despair. Um, and so just a, just an interesting concept of having that. I love your the idea of just the top things that you love about yourself, having that easily accessible. Yeah. And I think you're right. I mean, give yourself some grace because in some cases we have been digging those trenches since we were little girls. Yes. Um, you know, I've heard many women tell me stories about being teased for their size or for how they looked. And sadly, those things, they really stick and they form and shape our opinions of ourselves for into our adult, you know, 50 or well, 60 year old yeah women that we are and of course. Um, but it doesn't mean you can't upend it it doesn't mean you can't upend it and it it is not i'm going to be the first to say it's not just you write the five things and your your problems are going to be solved right it's it's a practice it's a practice right. and a good one to you know just embrace so the the other thing that i'm thinking of is when we're up in the morning and we step into our closet and we say well i've got nothing to wear but we have hangers that are full <laughs> and a dresser that is bulging and we feel like we have nothing to wear. I have no idea what the psychology is behind that. Less is more or, or what's happening, but it's like we're overwhelmed with yes. too much. Yeah. I do have some thoughts about what is going on. One, it could be that the things in your closet maybe aren't what you really love. Okay. So going back to like taking time to figure out what is my style? What do, am I leaning? Am I 
buying things just because I feel like I should, or just to cover up, um, or I wear black because black is supposed to be slimming, but maybe it's not my favorite color. Okay, so that might be something where the just the items you have aren't suited to you. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is that uh, we have a tendency to categorize our closets. So what I mean is, you know, these clothes and some women will actually organize their closets in this way. You know, these are my work clothes. These are my casual clothes. These are my going out clothes. These are my weekend clothes. And when we get very segmented like that, it makes it really hard to use our clothes in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. um, so one thing I love teaching is, you know, let's not categorize. Let's just think of one wardrobe that can be used in many different ways. So think about like this moto jacket I'm wearing. Mm -hmm. You might think, okay, well, that's maybe for like going out or, you know, it's, it's definitely not a workwear item, you know, and it's definitely not for casual weekends. But what if you could expand your mindset and say, well, what is a way that I could wear this in a business setting? What is there, what is a way I could wear this outside of what I would normally think to wear? And I like to, I'll do this on my, um, on my social channels often, but I like to challenge myself and those following to take an item in their closet and figure out three different ways you could wear that item. Ooh. And so when you walk into your closet and you say, I have nothing to wear, it might be linking back to that. You're just wearing the same thing in the same way over and over and over. So you get bored with it really quickly. Right. And when you can challenge yourself to say, what is a way I could wear that that is not in the normal way I wear it? So then your brain is sort of engaged and, you know, you're, you're more excited about the pieces you have when you start to use them in different ways. Um, so yeah, I do think boredom with our closet is, is something that happens to a lot of women. And so when we get bored, then we think we need to go shopping when that may or may not be the right solution to go shopping but when you shop you add more to your mm -hmm. closet and you start wearing those things and maybe you only wear them in one you know like you wear it as an outfit like this top only goes with these jeans and yet after so much time you do get bored and so then you go to more shopping and so you can see how that can sort of spiral out of control you right. keep adding but you're not getting great use out of the things you do have so that's a really fun thing i've been able to I, I love watching my clients say, oh my gosh, I never thought of wearing it in that way. Right. You know, um, I would have never considered, you know, but then it, it brings that spark back, you know, like I do love that. I just needed to use it in more ways, you know? So, yeah. so that, I mean, that's there is probably great... some psychology there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, it feels, um, creative and fun and yeah. maybe whimsical to take a piece and, and wear it in a different way. So I'm hearing yeah. that you help people take what they have and maybe yeah. mix it up and work for yeah. them. And it yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge believer in using what you've got if it's good and if it suits your lifestyle, it suits your style. Why not? You know? So when I work with clients, it's a process of looking at what you have and then adding in pieces, smart pieces that reflect your style, that reflect your budget, that reflect your lifestyle. Where, where do you need to go? You know? Are you going out? Are you working? Are you not working? Um, because we have a tendency to buy things, but maybe it doesn't suit what we need for our life. Um, so it's 
you know, coupling what we have with adding in some few pieces that might help round it out a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then showing them how they can wear those in multiple different ways. So going back to that three ways to wear, showing them, okay, let's take this one item in your closet and I'm going to show you how to wear it in different times of the year, in different settings of your life. Um, if you guys follow me, you see one of the things I like to do for myself. I know not everyone wants to do this kind of a creative challenge, but I do a Pinterest style challenge and Ooh. I just posted one last week. So if you go to follow me, you'll see it. Um, but what I do is it's a source of inspiration to stay creative with my closet, to, to fall in love again with the clothes that I do have. Um, so, you know, I pick it and I have a Pinterest board, you know, devoted to style. I know not everyone does, but maybe you saw a woman wearing something that caught your eye or you saw someone on social media, a style influencer, you saw immediate like a a company you follow, like a, a, a clothing company you follow, you saw an outfit there you loved. The challenge is to try to recreate that outfit mm-hmm. using what you already have. So mm-hmm. you can't go purchase new items, um, but use that as inspiration. And so, you know, and you don't even have to leave the house. It can just be the act of trying to put something together based on what inspired you, gets those creative juices flowing. And, um, helps you reimagine things that you didn't always look, you know, at in that way. So I try to do it once a month, which is, you know, <laughs> is an aggressive goal, but it, it is really fun. And I like, if, if women are, you know, excited about that sort of thing, um, energized, great. If not, you can just leave that, you know, leave that to the wayside, but it is kind of a fun way to get your creative juices flowing, you know. Well, and, and for the I, women who are like, I have no clue how to do that. I can also show you how to do, I mean, you know, when we work together, I create these style boards, these head to toe style boards that show you exactly what to put together and how. So it kind of takes all the guesswork out of it. Going back to that no time in the morning thing. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Brilliant. What I really, really, really hope people are taking away from this conversation are um, multiple things like be, be aware of what you're putting on in the morning is just mm-hmm. it does influence and impact how you're showing up for yourself and others throughout the day. You're mm-hmm. spending this time and energy and not feeling that great. So there are options. Um, a mindful approach, just paying attention now in this moment of yes. what you are doing and how you are yeah. feeling. And you know, even just like step one is to share with women, you're worth it. This is valuable, like you and how you are presenting to yourself and the world is, is important. And I just want, I want women to stand up for themselves. (laughs) Yes. And to say, I'm important enough to invest in myself. I know I have other people who need me. I know my money is going to be spent on many different important places. But hopefully what you're walking away with is that what something might seem as frivolous is actually something pretty impactful, not just for how you feel on a daily basis, but then, like you said, that energy you're showing up with, mm-hmm. how you're moving through the world. Um, and I think you're right. I think when more women choose to do that and show up as their authentic selves, it gives other women permission to do, to do the same. 
Yeah. And, and especially if we have children being aware of how we're showing up for ourselves is our, our children are watching and listening to us. Mm-hmm. at all times and so and well, then and I have a daughter about, about who they are by yeah. watching us yes yeah and it is I think it can be hard to to fully embody that because we do feel a lot of pressure to show mm-hmm. up in a certain way um but you know I think as we move throughout the world people are going to be judging us regardless Mm-hmm. I mean, it's why we think about what we put on our bodies when we go on first dates, when we go on an interview, um, when we have big things in our life. But, you know, people are going to judge no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to see you and have an impression. I just want to make sure that the impression I'm hoping to leave is what I'm showing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all I can do. That's all I can do. I can't change how someone thinks of me when they see me, but I want to leave a certain impression um, that is a very authentic impression. But yes, I I do think about this a lot. And I have had to answer a lot of questions from my daughter, you know, learning, I'm a stylist. Why are you doing this? Why, Why is this important? And it really did ensure that I was, you know, always channeling back to what was important, which is, it really does change how you feel. And, um, Yeah. She and I have totally different styles, which is really fun. She's very, you know, I'm sure it'll change as she grows older, but she'll always say, I don't, that's your style is not my style. And I'll say that is, that's great. (laughs) The more styles, the merrier, you know, like we don't need to be like everybody else. Just you do you. Well, this is so funny because I have two daughters and they're 27 (laughs) months apart. And so obviously for years and years, we had the younger daughter wear the hand-me-downs. And it was like fourth grade. (laughs) I was so proud of her at fourth grade. She said, that's just not really my style. Oh, (laughs) and I was like, okay, I see you and I hear that. And how amazing for her to realize that at that age yes like I don't want to wear that specific color or or skirt or whatever and Uh I was just really impressed and she's a goodwill she's a thrifter I love it she buys her own clothes so it's not like we're operating with big budgets here but she's just staying true to her own style so that's one thing I think is important to note Michelle is that there is another um I think rule that I've heard women when we go through that exercises and we're sort of sort of breaking down those mental barriers we have around style, mm-hmm. there is a strong connection for many women that in order to be stylish and fashionable, you have to spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just not true. In fact, because I've been tuned into this for so you know long, for, for as soon as I started my working career, I didn't have money to spend. I just didn't, I didn't have money to spend to look the way I wanted to look. So I had to get really good at figuring out how to shop the deals, where to find great quality pieces at a good price. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, that has never really left me. And so I want women to know that if you're feeling like, oh, great, you know, I'm going to need to outlay all this cash in order to build this wardrobe that I love for myself. It is not necessarily true. And I think the other piece to that is that when you decide you want to invest, let's make sure it's the right things we're investing in so that you do want to continue to learn. You know how to wear it in multiple ways. You are going to let that piece serve you for many years. 
Um, and I think when we sort of go shopping blindly um, and haphazardly is when the closet starts to get out of control. And then we right. feel the guilt about spending, but we're not wearing it. But um, I'm, I'm not a believer that style has to cost a lot of money. And, and so I love hearing, and actually thrifting is, is a, it's kind of come back around as a trend in, in um, past years, just because sustainable fashion is such a big topic. And yes. so I love hearing that she enjoys that. I think you can yes. find some amazing things thrifting. Well, and I think it ties back to the importance of knowing what colors work best for you, yeah. because a yeah. lot of thrift stores do organize their yeah. racks by color. So that way you can yeah. walk in and know and gravitate to the right yeah. space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this what haven't a, we covered that? I don't know. This has been so much fun so and super <laughs> informative. And I'm so grateful for all, I mean, you, you're giving my community some incredible resources with the guide and the blog posts. Um, we've talked about, you know, how important it is for your own energy. And obviously with caregivers, we need to put on our own oxygen mask before we can help other people. Helping others. It's yeah. so darn hard, isn't it? Ugh. It is. We've talked about your body image and your authentic self. And I just think you are an incredible resource and clearly have a big heart and are ready to help my community. Yeah. So thank you. Bring it on. Yeah. And you guys, if you want to reach out, feel free. I think Michelle's going to put that into the show notes. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I would, I would love to chat or if you just want to follow follow along and spy on me and hear the goodness and you know, the style tips, the style coaching. Um, I really, really am looking to just help women em embrace where they are, embrace the body as it is. Um, and just get into that, just get back to themselves, you know, yeah. get back to feeling good. Even if you feel like, you know, I once had it going on in my twenties and I was in a groove and now I don't know what has happened and I don't know how to find my way back. Um, trust me, there's there's a quote by Diane von Furstenberg that says, everyone has a style, you just need to find it. And I love that because I think there's just lots of things that can cloud you in this road of life um, and get you away from who it is that you are. So I love that. Well, thank you for being on and we will put everything well, in the show notes. Are, is Instagram your favorite spot? you're hanging out? So I would say Instagram and LinkedIn are the two spots where you can find me. Okay. So um, on Instagram, I'm style.decoded. And then on LinkedIn, just by my name, Ellie Steinbrink. Perfect. All right. Yep. Well, thank you, thank so, you so much, much Michelle. 